Okay, this is uh, Ronald Dorsey, and this is the One Bottle at a Time podcast, and we're uh, continuing our conversation with Mr. Andres Garrett of uh, Morel Wine Bar, located here in uh, New York City, uh, in the wonderful uh, Rockefeller on a beautiful spring day. Uh, so when we uh, left off our conversation, we were talking about uh, some uh, some of the wines of South Africa and, and uh, kind of uh, getting his uh, Psalms take. So we'll, we'll be a little more informal now. Psalm. Sure. <laughs> He's a sommelier. <laughs> we've been, we've been uh, talking for hours, so we're good friends now. So, yeah. <laughs> so now I'm going to call him. Eh, he's a Psalm. I'm the Psalm. He's the Psalm. He's the Psalm. He's not the sommelier. He's a little more informal. He's the Psalm. So let's, uh, let's go across the uh, ocean here yeah. and uh, to the next continent over going west to uh, South America. Oh, cool. And uh, in particular, uh, Argentina Ooh. and Chile. Yeah. And uh, some of the things that they do there. And I'm very curious yeah. uh, with, uh, I think, Malbec being the dominant uh, mm-hmm. varietal there mm-hmm. as, as they export it, export it to the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious, uh, as, as a Psalm, do you get requests for Malbec? And also... Uh, beyond that, just kind of your your take on that particular region of the country and, and some of the wines that you find exciting. Sure. You know, I think that um, Malbec is a very easy call for people. People are very comfortable with Malbec. It's a great wine. It's got everything that you need. It's got a really good drinkability to it. It has age potential. Um, drinking it young is, is fun. Um, Bodegas Chakra uh, from Patagonia and Argentina. We have their Pinot Noir on right now. Um, and then we also have Bodega Alisa Malbec uh, from Argentina. Both really beautiful wines. Bodega Alisa is a really beautiful Malbec. Um, it, it, it's got some brambly berry to it. Just a little bit of chocolate and coffee. Um, maybe just a hint of like uh, like a waffle blueberry. Mm. Okay. <laughs> and then um, just like an, a nice a nice creamy round wine. I, mm. I it's it's fun. It's far it's by the glass. It's a good wine to drink. Mm. Um, I I personally enjoy Malbec. I actually don't drink it enough. Like I, I just don't drink it enough. I should drink it a lot more. Yeah. Okay. It's but like thinking of it now, my mouth is watering. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good. And, and, you know, I mean, I mean obviously, uh, once again, I, I was just curious as to if Psalms get Malbec request. You know, oh. is, but, but you as you mentioned, you do get yeah. request for it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. All absolutely. Right. And you know what? It's the best. Sta- it's the, I think it's a great wine to have like on a, now that we're talking about spring and like okay. going into summer mm. personally, mm. I think it's a good grill wine. Right. Like right. it, the gaucho culture in Argentina is so huge. Mm. Um, uh, the, the, it, and it influences that like food there as well. Eating more silla mm. and steak, Mm. Um, uh, 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 chorizo. Mm. Um, um, most of the time, you're just eating like mounds of meat while you're <laughs> while you're in Argentina. Right, like, right, right. There is no vegetables there. Yeah, I heard they're known eating. for the yeah. yeah. I heard they're known for the meat. Yeah. yeah right. Oh, a hundred percent. I and uh, you know what? Actually, I did just drink Malbec this weekend. I had morcilla <laughs> at this place, El uh, El Mate in uh, Crown Heights. Mm. Um, it was. 
great. It mm. was amazing. Mm. They, it's a Brazilian Argentinian restaurant. I ate some morcilla. If people don't know what that is, blood mm. sausage. It's astounding. Mm. This is a more uh, Argentine style. Mm. So they make it with a lot of vegetable in there. Of mm. course, blood. Um, <laughs> but most of the time, uh, sometimes you'll see rice in there as well. It's a mm. common like stuffing. It looks like a sausage and it tastes like stuffing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. So we'll continue our trek across the globe at this sure. point, and we'll uh, keep going west across the waters of the world. Yeah. Now we're going to cross the Pacific, and our wine ship has landed in Australia. Here we are. The home of, uh, home of the Shiraz. Yeah. So uh, get a little, just a little, your, uh, you know, a little of your take on Australian wines. Sure. And, uh, you know, okay, once again, I think they're predominantly known for the, for the Reds, the Shiraz and the Cabernets. and. Mm-hmm. And if you can uh, give us any kind of uh, information about any whites that you've had from Australia. And I, you know, I, I'm not familiar with, much familiar with the whites from Australia, but if you can, you can educate myself and also our audience about uh, uh, the whites of uh, Australia. Yeah, absolutely. Ben Hines, uh, Ben Haynes, Marsan Rusan blend mm, okay. um, from Australia. So I think you see a lot of the like Rhone varietals in Australia, mm. um, Grenache, uh, Shiraz, mm. uh, um, uh, Marsan and Rusan, Riesling is there, mm. they have Cabernet Sauvignon, um, but I, I really enjoy, I, it surprised me. When I saw it for the first time, when I first started working here, I was like, hmm, Marsan, Rusan, Australia, that's, <laughs> what are we, okay, mm. anyways, I was like, I like it, mm. I'm going to try it. I love this wine. Mm. The acidity is searing in this wine. It's a full-bodied wine. It's almost like um, it shows Chardonnay-esque, um, but it, it, it loses some of that bitterness that I associate Marsan and Roussan with. Mm. Um, yeah, but it smells slight of linen, fresh yellow flowers, mm. light, like like daisies almost like mm. it's a very to me it's a floral wine and it has like a little bit of lemon zest on the finish mm. those citrus notes are really play into this wine i don't get too much minerality out of it i haven't it's it's been a couple of days since i've drank it but um it's a it's it's a really nice refreshing wine it's perfect patio drinking wine too mm. like a nice cold bottle of this marsan Rusan, you're ready to go mm. also australia has this really cool climate that um, where the closer you get to the ocean, the cooler it gets. The more inland you go, because it's a desert there, <laughs> um, the warmer it gets. And mm. so, like going into like their most famous grape, Shiraz, um, <laughs> from Shira um, in McLaren Vale, uh, really beautiful um, uh, Shiraz. It's got a little bit more extraction to it. Mm. Um, you definitely see it in the glass because it'll stain your glass purple. Um, but like full bodied Shiraz, uh, it finishes delicate, dainty almost. Like it dances back there and then it fades away. Mm. Um, good amount of acidity, nice berry quality to it. You get, I, I get a little bit of like this 
uh, kind of like pencil, maybe just a little bit of pencil shaving mm. quality to mm. it. Um, I blinded it the other day and I got it right. I was really surprised. Well, that's, uh, what they, that's, yeah. what they, that's what they pay you for. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, I nailed it. Right. I The only thing I didn't nail was the actual region mm. um, and like physically calling the producer, but I nailed mm. everything else about it. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm going to give myself a pat on the back for that. Mm. I, don't, I don't get wines right very often right, right, right. I blind taste so it's exciting when mm. it happens mm. um, yeah Australian wines are great Hickenbotham uh, they're um, uh, uh, Bell Road uh, I would yeah they're Bell Road the Cabernet Sauvignon really beautiful wine it shows almost like a Napa Valley but it's mm. o- in its own way it's mm. got a really beautiful like vanilla nose to it they've definitely done some oak aging to this wine but the berry notes like just come up front it's got really dark fruit really like um, uh, like uh, just about to go overripe quality to them and then finishing with like nice like fresh tobacco leaves mm. um, really cool wine I like it mm. I just sold it yesterday <laughs> it was it was fun it okay. was yeah it was a really cool wine yeah mm. and I love being able to open wines and like share it with people especially when they're looking for something and then I kind of like just turn it just a little bit to mm. get them to try something they might not normally try right yeah because right, right, right. like if I had to drink the same wine all the time, I'd be a little sad, mm. you know? <laughs> Unless it's just, like, really good champagne, like, all the time, mm. then that's fine. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And another uh, uh, subject I'd like to broach with you, uh, I read about it quite a bit in the, uh, in the, in the, in the uh, wine periodicals. Sure. Uh, you know, world uh, is so sensitive nowadays uh, about uh, global warming and, mm-hmm. and ecology and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And there seems to, uh, uh, in a lot of circles, there there seems seems to has have been a uh, a sea change mm-hmm. to uh, the uh, wine top. Oh yeah. So so you know. Uh, Obviously, I guess for whatever reason, cork harvests are becoming something that's controversial now with global warming and ecology and things of that nature. And there are some people that argue that whether it's a cork or whether it's uh, just a regular top mm-hmm. uh, doesn't necessarily figure into the quality or the taste of the wine or the, the aging of it in the bottle, sure. you know, things of that nature. Yeah. So uh, just wanted to get your take on that, on the uh, whole controversy of uh, cork versus top mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. For, for wines. Yeah. You know, um, there is something nice about opening a bottle with a cork. Um, it's just like hearing that pop, just the ritual of like putting <laughs> the worm right into the cork. and. Um, mm. But you know what? You're so right. Uh, I, d- I don't think it's a sustainable practice. I think that it should be rethought. Um, I mean, even using new wood for um, wines is uh, for barrels is a little bit alarming to me still. Like, mm. how quickly can we grow these trees? They need years to grow before they're mature enough that you can use their wood anyways. Um, so that scares me. Um, I personally have no problem with a cap closure. Mm. I think they're fine. Glass closures are a thing that are coming around. Uh, oh, 
Glass closures are a thing that are be u- that are uh, starting to be used more frequently. Um, oh my gosh! Um, actually, there's this new rosé that we're going to be bringing in soon. And I, the f- at first, when I saw it, I loved the packaging of it. But then I noticed the top, and I thought for some reason it was just like some off-sample bottle that they like something special. But this is the way it, it has a physical glass closure, and I love it. It looks beautiful. It's I. For all intents and purposes, glass is a thing that we can just, like, I, I sound very ignorant saying this, <laughs> but in my opinion, glass is just, like, one of those things that you can continue to make. It's heat applied to uh, sand. sand. Yeah, yeah. glass is. Yeah, right. so yeah. It's, 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 ground, it's ground dirt, pulverized dirt. Oh, my gosh, this bug. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you yeah. know, I mean, obviously, uh, yeah. you know, in, in, in the United States anyway, there's, there's been a, for a good while now, there's been a good... Uh, uh, amount of people that recycle glass now, so yeah, you yeah. know. So I don't know necessarily if that's all. You know, if that's something that's used in wine bottles, but I would imagine so. Particularly, particularly in California. Yeah. You know. Uh, so, like you said, glass. You know, glass shouldn't be a problem. The problem right? with the glass closures are that they're a bit more expensive because they have to be made to like the specific model, right. and so that can get a little bit pricey. Also, the fact of the matter is that there's. Uh, so few and the mm. demand when the demand gets high the price goes up mm. right so few people that are pr- so produ- so few producers that are making it right. um, I think that I personally wouldn't mind like seeing that going forward it's mm. a sealed closure also you have no risk of getting uh, corked wines right, in that right. scenario with that or caps the caps are fine too right. the caps are great also like most people are gonna finish that bottle of wine, so you could just toss the cap afterwards, anyways, mm. and you're gonna do it the cork, mm. either way. Um, I, I I personally think that there's that uh, that corks will continue to see them for some time, but I I can see us going to more cap and mm. uh, glass top closures. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. So we're going to. Uh uh, wrap up now. This has been the One Bottle at a Time podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've been here today with Andres Garrett of Morel Wine Bar. And they also have a wonderful uh, adjoining wine store here in Rockefeller Center yep. in uh, New York City. Uh, so, Andres, uh, the way that we uh, uh, like to close our podcast sure. is we like to have a, a short story okay. of the day. Okay. And uh, just wanted to... Uh, Perhaps uh, you know I'm, I'm a, a lover of, uh, of uh, literature, yeah. uh, particularly short stories. Yeah. And so, just wanted to uh, find out if there's a short story you can share with our audience that you that you enjoy. Oh, like any story? Yeah, any short story, any kind of a short story. You know, a good something. Uh, uh, you know, uh, maybe up to a, a twenty or twenty-five page turner, something quick. Oh really, my god! Really, really wonderful story. Anything that comes to mind? Well. Um <laughs> oh boy. Gosh, what it <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh what is the one I can't think of the name of it, but I read this in mid in uh might have been middle school or high school. Mm. Um the story of the gentleman that goes up to the mountains, he like wants to get away from everyone, falls asleep, wakes up, comes <laughs> back. It's a hundred years later. Okay. I'm, I'm doing a terrible representation okay, of the right. story, but it's a beautiful one. I oh my gosh, I can't remember that one. Let's see. We're gonna move <laughs> on to a different short story. Uh, gosh. Jeez, I 
I should read more. <laughs> I should read more stuff that isn't about wine. Okay. Um, no, I, oh my gosh, I don't really have a short story. That sounds awful. Okay. Yeah. All right, no problem. Well, I'm going to give you a suggestion. Yeah. Since you are a uh, sommelier. Yeah. Uh, a fun short story. And I would imagine uh, uh, you, you went to school here in the United States. Yes. Okay. So I would imagine that you may have ran across it in the great, in uh, maybe late grade school or, or high school. Okay. And it's uh, Edgar Allan Poe. Yes. Story, and it's called The Cask of Amontillado. Oh, my God. Why didn't I think of that book? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that story. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so I remember reading that. Okay, so that's my short story yeah, of yeah. the day, and that's a really wonderful story. Yeah. So, uh, and you know. it relates to sharing. <laughs> there you go. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. And that's my short story of the day. Yeah. And, uh, okay, so it sounds to me you were talking something about when you the, the kind of described the story. To me, it sounds a little bit like Rip Van Winkle or Rip Van Winkle there it is. <laughs> okay. Yes, I thought okay. of bourbon. <laughs> okay. All right, there you go. So that's that's the uh yeah. that's that's your short story today. Yeah, I okay. love Rip Van Winkle. All right, wonderful. So once again the uh, our wine of today, uh wine of the day that we had, our one bottle that we shared was yeah. uh, if you can uh, for our audience once again. Yeah, absolutely. So Serge Galois uh Blanc de Blanc Premier Cru. Uh it is a non-vintage wine, 100% Chardonnay. Uh, coming from Champagne, available by the glass here at Morel. Okay, yeah? thank you so very much. And uh, this, once again, this is Ronald Dorsey for one bottle at a time, and uh, keep it moving. Yeah, thank, thank you so you. very much. Thank, thank you. you. Save it.